Welcome everyone to the Hikes Peak Podcast. Thank you for coming back to the mountain. A great episode for you today. We're going over the top offenses in the Mountain West. I'm using my voting ballot and the official site rankings will come out on the website tomorrow, August 9th. We'll go in depth on every player you need to know about for this season and we'll fill you in on the potential breakout performers who can take their team to the next level. Without further ado, here are my my picks for the top offenses in the conference. We'll start at the top and work our way down. So as you might imagine, Boise State is my number one offense in the conference, led by that three-headed monster of Taylor Green, George Holani, and Ashton Genty. Those three wreaked havoc all of last season, and there's no reason to think they won't do the same this year, and they could be even better. The wide receivers are a particularly deep group, even after Latrell Caples was announced to be out for the year. You still have Steph. Stephen Cobbs and Billy Bowens, as well as Eric McAllister and Prince Strawn. All four of those guys are all conference material. And I have heard that Ashton GT has been seeing some time in the slot, so that could also free up some carries for Breezy Dubar, who is their top recruit from the past cycle. He's certainly a guy that you think could be an Ashton GT type true freshman breakout. The offensive line is one of the more solid groups in the conference. You have Cade Beresford, who will be their right tackle. Mason Randolph emerges a very solid center, and then a couple of veterans like Garrett Curran and Ben Dooley on the inside guards. It's not a perfect unit by any means, but it's definitely going to hold its own and and allow Taylor Green to hopefully take the next step as a passer, and if he can, he could really be an NFL-type prospect. We've seen the ability to run down the field at insane speeds, but if he can show that he's also a very capable passer, then he could be looking to play on Sundays. My second-ranked offense is San Jose State. A large part of this is because of their star quarterback, Chevin Cordiero, a Maxwell watch list guy, just electric on the field, very good arm, incredible mobility. You hope he gets to run the ball a bit more, although he did have nine touchdowns last year on the ground. Obviously, they are going to need to replace the production of Elijah Cooks, but they have some pass catchers to help with that. Justin Lockhart and Charles Ross, both primed for very solid years, as well as Nick Nash, the converted quarterback. Dominic Mazzotti is one of the better tight ends in the entire conference. Only had seven games last year, but still was one of the more productive tight ends in the Mountain West. They have one of the conference's most consistent running backs in Kyrie Robinson. Whenever he got the ball, he produced. They also added Quali Conley from Utah Tech, who's a bigger back and should be a very nice compliment to Robinson. The offensive line should also improve a lot this year. They started three freshmen last season, and that is going to pay dividends this year. Guys like Fernando Carmona Jr., and Anthony Pardue are going to lead this unit and hopefully provide a good enough protection for Cordero to live up to his preseason offensive player of the year hype. We'll see if the lack of proven pass catchers does catch up to this team, but more than likely they will be fine. They may not be the number one pass offense in the conference this year, but they'll certainly be near the top in total offense. Now we get into the hard part of the list ranking wise. Honestly, any team from 3 to 10, you could really make an argument to be anywhere else in that range. You kind of know that Boise State and San Jose State are 1 and 2, but beyond that, and then maybe some of the bottom teams, there's so much to debate. So please let me know your thoughts and don't take my word as gospel. With that being said, my third ranked offense in the Mountain West is Colorado State. Yes, the team that went 3 and 9 in Jay Norvell's first season. I have them all the way up at 3. A big part of that 
that is, of course, Tory Horton, one of the best players in the entire conference, in the entire country. He finds himself on three different preseason watch lists, the Maxwell Award, the Bolitnikoff Award, and the Paul Horning Award. You can't say enough about how dominant he is. He's an incredible deep ball threat. He's so fast. He's got that track speed, and anytime the ball is in his hands, he has the chance to go for six. He was one of the only surefire stars on this offense. So much of this offense's success will come down to the development of Clay Millen. He was their starting quarterback last year as a redshirt freshman, and despite his insanely high completion rate, it was so many screens, very misleading. He really needs to grow as a deep ball thrower. Also last season, he was running for his life for a very good portion of that season, so the offensive line completely revamped will definitely give him some more confidence. Jacob Gardner, who has been one of the conference's best linemen since his time at Nevada, moves back to center, and then you're going to have four transfers starting on this offensive line, three of them being from below FBS level, but make no mistake, these are some very talented guys. Savion Henderson, Oliver Jervis, and Drew Moss all had really, really successful careers. Jervis and Moss being on the FCS level and Savion Henderson being on the D2 level. And then you also have Bobby Lawrence, who is six foot nine and from Missouri. This offensive line may take a bit of time to get the handle of the offense, to get the handle of the air raid, but I think that they're going to be much improved from where they were last year. Besides Torrey Horton, there's still some very solid pass catchers on this team. Justice Ross Simmons emerged as a very solid wide receiver too. They also picked up some guys from the transfer portal, Dylan Goffney from SMU, tight end Dolan Holker from BYU. He should be a starter. They also added some transfers to the running back room, which is desperately needed. Obviously, Avery Morrow still not allowed to participate in games or media availability, so we don't really know the timetable on him being added back to this offense. So running back one for week one will likely be Kobe Johnson, the veteran from North Dakota State. You could also see some carries from KJ Edwards, a JUCO transfer. And then the wild card here, Damian Henderson, the second, the true freshman who was the third highest ranked recruit in Colorado State history. He's six foot two. He's a monster. He moves super well. And if he really shows out in camp, I really wouldn't be surprised if he's their starting running back from week one. And I would be shocked if he wasn't the starting running back at some point this season. Putting the Rams this high is a bit of a surprise and maybe a bit of a homer pick from me, but there's just so much to like besides Torrey Horton on this offense that I think there's a potential for this offense to really take the next step and really carry this team to a season that they can be really proud of. For my fourth ranked offense, I went with San Diego State. This is a team that had a bit of an underwhelming year last year. Some guys were banged up and hopefully they're going to take another step in their development with guys like Jalen Maiden, hopefully being healthy. Maiden, when he's on the field, he's an electric runner. The passing game really needs to improve, but if he can be out there for a full season, that'll be a very big bonus for the Aztecs. In addition to Maiden, Keenan Kristen and Jalen Marmstead are very solid backs, kind of a thunder and lightning duo there, and I think they'll have a very solid year. Mark Redman, who is arguably the top tight end in the conference, they're going to be replacing a lot of production in their wide receiver room, so Makai Shaw is going to have to step up. Raphael Williams Jr., the Western Carolina transfer they're hoping can really contribute. And the offensive line has two very solid players. Cade Bennett is an Outland watch list nominee, was all Mountain West second team last year, and Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon is one of the more solid and experienced tackles in the conference. The other three spots are going to be new starters, so there may be a bit of problem 
problems in that unit, but overall they should be fine. If the guys like Jalen Maiden and Kristen and Armstead and Shaw, if they can stay healthy, then this should be a pretty solid offense. I don't think they're going to be blowing the top off of anybody, putting up 50 points or anything, but this should be a team that puts up about 25 points a game if all goes according to plan. For my fifth ranked offense, I have Fresno State. Obviously, there's going to be so many new faces on this Fresno State offense between quarterback and wide receiver, but you know Jeff Tedford is going to figure it out, and you know he knows what's going on, so I'm going to trust in him that Mikey Keene is the guy. A bit of my hostility towards this ranking just stems from the fact that if Mikey Keene goes down or if Mikey Keene isn't the answer at quarterback, there could be a real issue in Fresno, but if Tedford thinks he's the guy, he's probably the guy. They should have one of the better offensive lines in the conference. Mose Vavao is one of the top guys in the entire conference. We have him in our second team, Mountain West. Other guys like Jacob Isaiah, Jacob Spomer, Torian Penright, and Braylon Nelson, they're all maybe not the most tested guys, but they have a ton of talent, and they're also very big. This is going to be a very big unit, all over 300 pounds. Obviously, they're going to be replacing their top three pass catchers. You still have Eric Brooks in the slot, who has been very capable. They brought in Jalen Gill from Boston College. He's a horning watch list guy. He's very, very talented. He was the jump ball receiver to Zay Flowers' slot presence in Boston. Mac Delena, the senior, is also another guy to watch for there. The running backs are going to need to replace the production of Jordan Mims, but Malik Sherrod likely going to be the guy there. Or it could be Damian Moore, who is a veteran running back from Cal. All in all, you're relying on transfers a ton on this offense, but if all goes according to plan, this could be a very solid offense, and it's really all going to come down to how Mikey Keene does and if he can run the show, similar to how Jake Hayner did. My sixth ranked offense in the Mountain West is Wyoming. You know what this offense is going to look like, a very run-heavy, a lot of eye formation. Last week when I talked to Craig Bull at Media Days, he said that he thought they got a bit imbalanced with Titus Swen as their lead back last year, so I think one of the reasons that I'm kind of high on this offense is because they have a couple of guys to do some damage. Wyan McNeely, who we named as our site's offensive breakout preseason player of the year. He's a big back. He can do a lot of things. He's probably going to have more carries than anyone else on the team. Harrison Whaley, who we named to our first team, Mountain West. He is going to miss a few games with knee reconstruction, so we don't really know how many games that's going to be, if that's going to be closer to three or closer to six, so that's kind of why I moved them down a bit. And then also DQ James, who's a really speedy, fast guy, even more than Whaley, who is a burner himself. This is a running back group that can do a lot of things and I think is really going to help Wyoming play their style of football. On the passing side, Andrew Peasley, fresh off a honorable mention All-Mountain West last season. He really wasn't too accurate, but he added a lot to the run game. If he can take another step as a passer, that would be very big for this team if they can also have a passing threat, which historically they really have not had. The guys he'll be throwing to, Trayton Welch, obviously the most productive tight end in the conference last year. He should have a very good senior year. And then a couple of other guys like Wyatt Wheeland, like Vanderbilt transfer Devin Bodie Jr. There's a couple of things to like about this passing offense, even if the stats aren't there quite yet. The offensive line has two very solid veterans, Frank Crum, who we named to our first team, and Nofoafia Tulafono at center, who is very solid. And then you're going to have three new starters at left guard, right guard, and right tackle. Some very solid, talented guys there, but of course, with it being their first 
starting opportunities, there may be some bumps in the road. Overall, we'll have to see when Harrison Whaley comes back. That's going to be a very big part of this team's story. But if this offense can be productive, if they can reach their full potential, this is going to be a very hard team to beat with how dominant their defense can be. I'm really looking forward to see Wyoming be kind of a dark horse in this conference this year. So my seventh ranked offense in the Mountain West is going to be Air Force. Obviously, replacing Brad Roberts is easier said than done, but there's one guy who's definitely up to the task, and that's John Lee Eldridge III. He led the country in yards per carry last year, and he was a very nice complimentary piece to Brad Roberts last year, and he's going to take on the biggest role of his career. Troy Calhoun said he was also seeing some time at fullback this spring, so he's really going to be moving around, being able to be used in a lot of different ways, but he's going to be the bell cow. They're also going to need to replace Hazik Daniels at quarterback, so Jensen Jones likely going to be the starter there. They could also see some time with Ben Britton, who's more of the passing quarterback as opposed to Jensen Jones, who's a very solid runner. But yeah, that's the question. Who else is going to help out John Lee Eldridge? Is it going to be the quarterbacks? Is it going to be some of these other running backs or Jet Harris or Owen Burke, the two guys battling it out for that fullback spot? It's going to be very interesting to see who Troy Calhoun goes to for his yards this year. A couple of pieces in the passing game to be excited about. Dane Kinnaman and Brandon Engel both had some big catches last year, and Caleb Rios looks like a very solid tight end on film. The best group of this offense is certainly the offensive line. While Everett Smalley is not going to be on the team this year, that's certainly a huge loss as he was a second team All-Mountain West left tackle last year, but there's still a lot of really talented guys on this O-line. Thor Pagley along, he's on the Outland watch list. We talked to him at Media Days. He's a phenomenal player. You got other guys like Adam Karras, like Wesley Indago, like Caleb Holcomb. There's a lot of experience and a lot of talent on this offensive line. You know Troy Calhoun is going to have his guys ready to play, so it's not like Air Force isn't going to be making a bowl game or anything, but this offense may take some time to find its footing, and if, God forbid, anything happens to John Lee Eldridge III, it's going to be a really tough time for the Air Force offense to even get on the board. We'll have to wait and see. We know that defense is going to be incredible, as it always is, so if the offense can keep up, then it's going to be very hard to beat the Falcons this year. My eighth-ranked offense in the Mountain West is UNLV, led by the duo of Doug Brumfield and Ricky White. Both of them showed just how phenomenal they are on the field. Ricky White, one of the better wideouts in the Mountain West, was undisputably the second-best returning producer in the conference. Transfer from Michigan State, he's got very good jump ball ability, and he's incredibly fast. And Doug Brumfield, who has that game-breaking speed and after a summer with the Manning Passing Academy as a counselor, he's primed to have his best year yet after an injury-plagued first two seasons. Some other key guys on this offense, Courtney Reese, the senior running back, who's a bigger guy, but once he gets going downhill, is very hard to stop. Shelton Zeon third, a very solid tight end, and Tiger Shanks, who is one of the better returning tackles in the conference. For the rest of the holes, Coach Barry Odom was very heavy into the transfer portal this offseason. He brought in a guy in pretty much every single category. Vincent Davis, a veteran running back from Pitt. You got a couple of wide receivers, namely Landon Rogers from Arkansas. Another Arkansas guy will be their starting left guard in Jalen St. John. And then they also picked up a veteran center in Jack Haas from Buffalo. The offensive line may have its weak spots besides Tiger Shanks, and we don't really know how well the transfers are going to adapt. They're going to be relied on very heavily from day one. So 
there's definitely a couple of moving pieces that maybe shake your confidence in the offense here in Las Vegas. But I think with how talented Doug Brumfield and Ricky White are, you can guarantee that this is going to be a very fun offense to watch. And hopefully they're going to be consistent and healthy enough to really make some noise in Barry Odom's first season. My ninth ranked offense in the Mountain West is Utah State. It all starts with Terrell Vaughn here, the slot receiver from Juco was phenomenal last year. He's a horning watch list guy. He's going to be used in so many different ways. Between jet sweeps, things in the slot, they're going to move him around. I know he'll probably play some outside too, just to give some defensive backs different looks. The question just relies on who is going to help him. Cooper Legas secured the starting quarterback role and had a full offseason in that role, so he should have his best year yet. But he was definitely inconsistent at times, made some poor decisions. He's a very solid runner and playmaker, but it gets him into trouble occasionally. Some of the other pass catchers, they brought in Colby Bowman from Stanford, and they also have guys like Otto Tia and tight ends Josh Sturzer and Brock Lane, but these are guys that you're hoping can contribute, not guys you know are going to. And the running backs, Robert Briggs Jr. is a very solid back. He had a great freshman year and is primed to have an even better sophomore year. They also brought in Devon Booth from Juco. He should also help out. The offensive line has a couple of solid pieces in Wade Meacham and center Fale Puleallo, but more than not, they're starting guys that have been rotation pieces for the majority of their career. They're a very old bunch, but these are guys that haven't started a ton, again, outside of Meacham and Allo. So there's definitely pieces of this offense to get excited about, but as a whole, especially when you look at some of the other teams on this list, like maybe UNLV per se, because they have a guy like Doug Brumfield, like Ricky White, that have that kind of star power. There's nobody on Utah State that really has that outside of Terrell Vaughn and possibly Robert Briggs Jr. So we'll see what this offense is capable of. Blake Anderson taking over the play calling duty, so that should streamline things offensively, but we'll just have to wait and see. My 10th ranked offense in the Mountain West is Hawaii. The start here is clear. Tylen Hines showed out as a freshman, really took on the role as the lead back, and the sky's the limit now for him. He's electric, but we'll have to see how the rest of the team shakes out. Obviously, they're going back to the run and shoot, so Braden Shager is going to be the key to this offense. He struggled with his decision makings at times, but he was really productive, at least statistically. Got a couple of really solid pass catchers in Jonah Pinoke and Jalen Walthall, also Stephen McBride, the transfer from Kansas. And the offensive line sneakily is going to be one of the better groups in the conference. You got some really nice veterans like Solo Vaipulu and Aliki Tanuvasa, some young guys that are really solid like Kayana DeCambra and Sergio Muisau. There's a lot to like about this offense. It may be a bit rich to say they'll make a bowl game this year in Timmy Chang's second season, but I think they're definitely going to surprise some people and win more games than you think they will. My 11th ranked offense in the Mountain West is Nevada. The Wolfpack may be relying on transfers more than any other team with so many different guys they brought in. Sean Dollars from Oregon, a very highly touted recruit. Ashton Hayes coming home from Cal, another Cal guy in Kalecki Latu, he'll be their starting tight end, and some other guys like John Jackson III, who a veteran USC wide receiver. The quarterback spot could be Brendan Lewis, a transfer from Colorado, who was a four-star prospect, 2021 starter for Colorado, didn't play much last year, but now he finds a home in Reno. Shane Illingworth could also factor into the equation here. The offensive line does actually have some pretty solid pieces. You have Isaiah World, who was very solid as a freshman.
freshman, you know, is at least as solid as a freshman can be. Zach Welch is a very nice veteran. Andrew Madrigal was another freshman that played very solid last year. They do have the least experience out of any offensive line in the Mountain West, but I still think they'll be a little bit better than what that stat says. And I also have to mention DeLavon Campbell, who was proven to be one of the best wide receivers in the conference. And if he can get a quarterback that's going to consistently get him the ball, I think he'll have a phenomenal year. It's tricky to predict how this offense will do. At best, you think maybe this team breaks through to a bowl game, but they're going to need to find an identity and they're going to need all of these transfers to contribute immediately. If that doesn't go perfectly, then they could be in some trouble. So we'll just have to wait and see what Ken Wilson does with all these transfers and how this offense ends up looking. But there's definitely a couple of things to look forward to. And our final offense on the list, I do have New Mexico ranked 12th out of 12 teams in the Mountain West. The offense last year was historically bad and obviously the worst in the conference. This should be the side of the ball that's particularly revamped and it starts with Dylan Hopkins, the veteran QB coming over from UAB and coming with him is of course his interim head coach and now their offensive coordinator, Brian Vincent. Andrew Henry was Louisiana Monroe's starting running back, so he's going to add some solid depth to that running back room. A couple of receivers that should help out DJ Washington, who was a JUCO player of the year at Iowa Central, Caleb Medford from TCU, and Jeremiah Hickson from Alabama State. Besides the newcomers, you got a couple of really solid pieces like Luke Wysong, who was a horning watch list guy, Christian Washington, who as a freshman emerged as one of the best kick returners in the entire country. We gave him a first team nod as our returner. And the offensive line, though, it's certainly not one of the better units when you look at some of the other groups in this conference. There's definitely a couple of solid pieces. JC Davis is a very capable left tackle. CJ James also emerged as a very solid center, but they're going to be starting three other guys with no starting experience. So probably going to have a couple of hiccups there. Danny Gonzalez obviously has such a tough job in Albuquerque trying to get this team to be competitive, but this certainly could be the offense to do it if Dylan Hopkins can be consistent and healthy, if Christian Washington maybe takes another step on the offensive side, we know he'll be good on the special team side. And if a couple of those transfers really break out and show that they're a star, it's possible that the Lobos get two, four, or five wins and can save Danny Gonzalez's job. I sure hope so, but we will have to wait until the games come. That's it for this episode of the Hikes Peak Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back to the mountain. Make sure to make the trek back here next Tuesday for another brand new episode, which will be on the top defenses in the Mountain West. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to go back and listen to our previous episodes. They're just as informative. And also, if you wouldn't mind, rate the show five stars. Nothing helps the show out more than that. So any ratings would be greatly appreciated. Follow us on Twitter at MWC Connection and find all of your Mountain West news at mwcconnection.com. Thank you again for listening. Can't tell you how much running this show means to me. Until next time, I'm Jack Thompson. Enjoy your life.